This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Geroad Farrelly. And you're listening to The Vintage Rants. Welcome. Uh, um, how are you feeling? You're worrying me a little bit. I'm good, yeah. I feel like I'm a dead body. I oh. feel like what's going on is like I'm either have a cold where everything inside my head is streaming or I have that thing, you know, where like I think it was an episode of CSI where he was like, my nose keeps running, but it was actually his brain juice. Oh, OK. So like Ebola. Yeah, it was like his <laughs> brain going... was just melting. That was like pouring out his nose. Going straight to Ebola. Yeah. OK. Yeah, good. go straight to Ebola. Yeah. Do you know what? Get a bit of sympathy, Neve. Yeah. Do you remember kindergarten cop and every time one of the kids used to come up to him <laughs> yeah. and say, it might he be has a tumour. Tumor. <laughs> you don't have it's a tumour. <laughs> it's not a tumour. <laughs> Here we are. It's nearly the end of February. We're nearly at the leap year. We nearly had, it, I forgot it was a leap year yeah, this year. Yeah, I know. So all year we'd be expecting it to be a certain day and then it's not. A whole extra day. But I did read something funny about the leap year situation, right? The other one. You know the way we're celebrating St. Bridget the last wee while? She's become very prominent in the last couple of years, right? Why is that? Well, I think it's the 150th anniversary last year, I think. Right? She was 100. It was 150th anniversary. What did St. Bridget anniversary. do? St. Bridget's, well, uh, all I know is that we used to make a cross every year. Yeah, my neighbour dropped in a St. Bridget's cross. Right, so I used to do it in school. It was like with reeds and rushes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and every so often it falls apart and we have to remake it. Yeah, no, that's, you're supposed to make a new one every year, right? Out of the rushes, probably of of the bed that you slept on over the winter. I don't know. Anyway, so the thing about this is St. Bridget's cross. And so in my head, every saint, none of them were married, right? In my head, right? No. So they were all giving themselves to God, all that rubbish, right? So here's the thing. Here's the thing that interests me is that I read somewhere that uh, St. Bridget was given out about the fact that women couldn't had to wait for men to have proposed to them. Right. This is what I read. Right now, to be honest, this is the power of the Internet these days. right? OK. And apparently she was given out to St. Patrick. So I didn't know St. Bridget and St. Patrick were alive at the same time. That's I don't have advanced knowledge of saints. So the other thing then that apparently happened was that St. Patrick decreed that on the leap year day, so once every four years, that's when women could propose. Now, what authority did St. Patrick's have to say Well, that? I don't know. I thought he'd just be busy getting the snakes out. But um, um, apparently, you know, because he did a good job on that. I tell you, I don't know who did the marketing for some of these saints. I know. But it's absolutely stellar. I know. But here's the best part. Further, on further deep diving, somebody also then says, apparently St. Bridget proposed to St. Patrick. Now, this is very Robbie Williams and Jerry Halliwell. It does feel a little bit <laughs> like that. It? it just feel exactly <laughs> like that. And then the other thing that brings to mind is the time when... Um, St. Bridget seems really desperate. <laughs> that's that's really embarrassing now. <laughs> it does feel a little Firstly, bit... Firstly, she was given out that like women can't propose and nobody was proposing to her. And then she proposes to the person she had that conversation with. Yeah. It, Maybe uh, she drank. No, do you know what it is? It's like somebody's become famous and then they're trying to find a way to, to connect them to somebody else to make them extra famous. You yeah. know, like Kim Kardashian did with, you know, people. Yeah. Or Jerry yeah. Halliwell and Robbie Williams. Yeah, same kind of thing. Trying to create... You know that thing, the mystique around things, only in saints. To more, to more be the, to be more than the sum of their parts. Yes, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, so That's there's that kind tragic. of thing. So uh, it seems very strange to me. I mean, to be honest, Saint Patrick apparently also baptized Oshin, who was a mythical character. <laughs> you know. I hear. No, I listen. I hear it all. You you hear the whole thing. <laughs> Saint Patrick, God, he, he got no rest. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's that now. It sounds like I know. It's listen. It sounds like all all of the stories of my ex relationships where people have made up new stories about things around me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I always think that when. I always think when people talk about the saints, like, you know, for example, St. Patrick decreed. It's like, hold on a second now. <laughs> did he decree or did he say it in a pub? Uh, you know, it's the same thing for most men. <laughs> when <they're> yeah. <laughs> if they're in a pub. It's not what you say. It's the, it's, the, it's the authority with which you speak. Yeah. And let's be honest, there's no place more authoritative than the feckin' pub. Yeah. You know, do you know what? You I, could read something out of an encyclopedia, you wouldn't believe it. But if somebody said it to you in a pub in a strong enough, confident way, you'd actually believe it. Yeah. I do think, like, I do think that we should have, like, because that we have the Bible, right? Which is very fact and fiction. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it is, yeah. Like Leviticus has a recipe for getting rid of mould. But it also says you should burn the gays. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, know. You have it feels conflicted. It's very conflicting. It's very conflicting. <laughs> because so, without the gays, who'd be cleaning the mould? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Neve. Now you're talking. I mean, that's that's. If you're little... looking for a clean shower, it's the it's a gay that owns the shower. <sighs> Certainly not my sons, anyway. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The saints, it, it, the whole thing troubles me. I know. Well, it that's does. a whole other podcast, I feel. It is. Yeah. This podcast, however, is a, it's about something quite close to the Saints. It's about sex phone calls. Yes, but dirty. Dirty phone dirty calls. Dirty phone calls. And I don't know if they, you know, we when we read this, because it's from an old, uh, an old um, problem. Agony rant. Yeah, it's a kind of a vintage rant, as we a call it. vintage right? rant. So this could be from the 70s, 80s, whatever, whatever about that time. But the funny part of this is, I don't know if people still get dirty phone calls because it's too easy to get your porn elsewhere. I <laughs> it's yeah, it's there's, there's just more going on, Neve. Yeah, I, there's I, more options and not as many landlines. Not as many <laughs> landlines. You see, I, I, do you have a landline? Well, actually, we've literally just taken our landline out. Ah, because only two people rang me. Who? My, my mum. And, you know, I had to sit her down. <laughs> I had to sit her down and tell her that the landline... I've, I've decided I don't want any of your calls and anymore. Then, and then the other one, you know, she still has contact through my dad. You know, he's very up on the technology. So we're all we're all on our mobiles, but she's like, she rings on the landline. She doesn't have a mobile. She does. She only turns on the, la- the mobile long enough to ring you. And then if you miss her, you can't... And you try and ring her back and then she thinks she's dead off a cliff somewhere. So she's like just... She literally sends you... She's only on the mobile long enough to make you to give you some she sort turns of it off. minor minor that. trauma. She like she that. she is definitely she's not a very technically advanced. But anyway, so we took the landline out because nobody them my mum and the uh, Royal Institute for the Blind are the only other people who ring me. Why do they ring us? Well, they're one of the one of the uh, few charities that I give money to. <laughs> So they just ring and go, thanks for that, Neve. Do you have yeah. any more? No, it, it started years and years ago. They only know me as Mrs. McGahey, so they don't know who I am. But they, they <laughs> ring me up and ask me, do I want to buy raffle tickets or sell raffle tickets? Which is basically me buying them because I never sell them to anybody else. I okay. just buy a book of raffle tickets. So do you then, did you tell the Royal Council for the Blind that you were taking your landline now? No, I haven't told okay, them. You've, okay. All right. I'm going to ghost them. Okay, we've been very clear. But it's okay. It's okay. I give them money every month now. <laughs> I subscribe now. Because no. they caught me on a weekday. No, Neve. No. no. So, yeah. I have a landline. I pay for a landline, but I don't have a phone. Now, what is the point in that? Because I think it's part of me package for like broadband and... Uh, no, you don't have to have it. Telly. Yeah, no, but it's funny actually, because we asked that question too. 
right? So now we don't have to pay for our landline, but we got a cheaper broadband and telly See, from TalkTalk. Do you know what my problem is, right? Mm. I am always moving to London. Oh, so, in your head. like Yeah, so I never changed the package for the phone. Oh, yes, I understand. Because I have to take another contract. And I'm like, oh, I'm moving to London this year. Oh. So I've never changed, like, so, I, you know. Well, I've been with three. So I'm paying for a landline for about four years. For like. years and years and years, yeah. right? Since I went, moved up north, basically. Okay. Be- and the only reason I started in three is because they were the only ones who did all Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. So what we have is we have, this is a letter to Anne. Anne yeah. was a very, she was she was very Christian. She was a Christian. Christian agony aunt. Uh, she was. And she, sometimes her responses weren't that Christian. I think she was a vicar's <laughs> wife, wasn't she? Yeah, she definitely, yeah. definitely is a vicar's wife. A little bit fire and brimstone. And she sometimes has a lot of tough love. She does have a lot of tough love, right? And And weirdly, the few times we've answered these ones, you know, we often do agree with her. Yeah, we've often been, we've surprised it surprises ourselves. Us, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So this one we have is that you want to read this? Okay. So it says, Dear Anne, for the last few months, I have regularly been receiving dirty telephone calls at home. Have you indeed. They aren't serious enough yet for me to change my number or go X directory. And I don't particularly <laughs> want to screen them. This is my favorite thing. And I don't particularly want to screen them through my answer phone because my friends then think I'm out and hang up. I think secretly she's enjoying them. Uh, but these calls always leave me feeling upset and angry. And I spend half the evening trying to forget about them. Is there anything else that I could do? And underneath it says name and address supplied, which usually meant that they didn't want to be known. I can see why, because yeah. <laughs> essentially what she's saying is I've been getting these dirty telephone calls and I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah, she is. I'm delighted, but I feel guilty and I don't know what to do with the guilt. That's what's happening there. I think, what do I think? Do you think they're proper heavy breathing ones? Yeah, you know, I'd say ones? so. Right. They just think you'd have COVID if you're running up and heavy breathing now, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an asthmatic on the phone. <laughs> I think, right? I know when we used to get them, my mom used to blow a whistle. Oh, yeah. Did she, she have a, one beside she used to the keep a whistle beside the phone for the for the breathing? Were they that regular? <laughs> yeah, they were. We did. We did get a few. I never. I I never answered them. Oh, I mean, you? if I answered one, I'd be grand with it. Yeah, but you but back in that take. back in that time, you didn't have caller ID, right? So you didn't know who was calling. Yeah, you just you just got. I know this is hard to imagine for the young people and I'm I'm even hard, finding it hard to imagine if there's young people listening to us. But the thing is, yeah. <laughs> the thing is that there was no caller display. You didn't know who no, was, who it, was, was just you, like, it was just the phone was, it was ringing. Like a little surprise. Yeah, it was. A, I remember answering the phone once and somebody went, you're next. <gasps> yeah. Did you think you'd won something? Thrilling. Thrilling. Did you think you'd won something? <laughs> no, I think it was around the time Scream came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Did you make prank calls? Yeah, all the time, oh. all the time. But you know what my problem was? I, we, I, we didn't have a phone. Before we had a phone, I used to make prank calls, but I used to make them in our, in our friend's house. Oh, okay. But I used to, I'd, I'd be ringing like the operator. Like I'd ring the only people that could get your number immediately. I could trace it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never know who else to ring. Never go into a like, I mean, crime think... road. You're not built for it. I know, I'm not. <laughs> I, I remember we did ring, um, what was the, uh, we used to ring the local shop as well. And there was always that thing you'd ring and go, is Mr. Walder? No. Uh, is Mrs. Walder? No. Are there any walls there? No. Well, then you better get out because the roof is going to fall down. Oh, my God. You are Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we never knew, like, what do you do? I know. You see the joy we used to have when we were young. I remember, like, because, <laughs> so just what you'd ring is, you would ring and you'd be like, um, like you'd ring Chadwick's or something and be like, do you have any, like, 
chipboard. And they go, yeah, we have chipboard. What size do you want? And we're like, uh, maybe three by four. <laughs> but, th- but then all of a sudden you're just ordering chipboard. Do you know what I mean? Like we wouldn't take it through. Okay. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, like you'd be ringing and you'd be going, you know, do you, ha- do you have, do you, do you sell drills? Yeah. What types of drills do you have? And we'd be in stitches laughing. Maybe go, well, we've got electric drills. We've got with battery operators. Okay, how much of the battery operator? Oh, screaming laughing. But they'd just be like giving us the information because we wouldn't, we wouldn't be asking for anything. Like, we just basically, we made prank calls, but we didn't know how to make prank so, calls. So, so how did you develop your ability as a comedian? <laughs> when did you learn you had to prepare for it to be a comedian? I know, I know, yeah. But we were very easily pleased. I know. We were well, very it's easily very true pleased. because you had to fill your time somehow. You didn't yeah. have like phones or TV or anything. So anyway, the dirty phone calls. So we wouldn't have got them. To be fair, they would have found it hard to get through to our house because there's four girls in our house. <laughs> we're always on the phone. But, you know, the funny part is it, we didn't really get dirty phone calls, but it was a real problem for a long time. Yeah, a lot of houses used to get them. And I, like, But I remember it was the era of flashing. Oh, flashing. You know, I remember my sister's. They got flashed a couple of times. Did they? Yeah. Were they always in the same kind of coat that Joe was seeing people flashing? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Like some yeah. sort of uniform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently the, the, there used to be a flasher that would hang around the school, the, the girls' school. Oh, they all know. Yeah, and you'd flash at the girls. And the, um... the only time I've ever been flashed was me and my mom went to see something in Borgash Theatre and then we were walking down the canal because I, I live down that way. You know, if you walk down by the lock. you. Yeah, there was these guys, lads that were getting changed into their wetsuits. Oh. Yeah, and one lad just waggled his dick at us. <laughs> I was once at a gig it's in a the rugby night. club and, and they decided, <laughs> this group of Welsh guys over at the other side, you'd be surprised to know, decided to dance to an entire song. with their the willy, With their willies out, that was it. What, was it one of your songs? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in your eyes. <laughs> No, but seriously, they did. It was like, oh, that's interesting. You see a lot of things from stage, to be fair, in those you in do. those circumstances. But anyway, uh, this is not what we're talking about. We're not what, actually, what, what we're not we doing do? anything here. What would you do? Well, you know what? They're looking for a response. So you either hang up. Yeah. Or you let them get on with it and you say something very banal back to them. Ask them if they need any help. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's terrible advice. I don't know what to say. I mean, to be honest, which I've never really dealt with it. You know, I generally find that you know the more that you feed people like this, the more that they want it. So they want reaction, don't they? Want reaction? Yeah. So I, I would imagine that what you should do is you should like do what do what my mom did, blow a whistle, Ooh. or hang up. Yeah. Or yeah, but I definitely don't think you should show weakness. No. Well, what do you think, Andrew? Let's have a look. Okay. Um, is there anything else I could do? And Anne says, yes. Yes. Pretend to be slightly dead. <laughs> Which I think this is, a, this is wild. Now, this, this is, I was just, Pretend to be slightly deaf. Okay, Ask mom. the caller to repeat himself a little louder because you couldn't quite catch what he said. Oh, this is genius. Then do it again and again. By the time he's repeated the same obscenity a dozen times... <laughs> This is this is a lot of your day. <laughs> no longer is a horse whisper, but in a desperate shout, he will feel like a complete ninny. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Anne's ever had a dirty? <laughs> by the sounds of it, I think oh, well. she. I mean, she's encouraging she's it by the sounds of it. Probably talking about her husband. The loser is the one who hangs up first. 
on no account should this be you. Like, <laughs> what? You can spend the whole afternoon with some heavy breather. <laughs> when you finally suggest it might be easier for him to talk to your husband or boyfriend since he has much better hearing and besides he is a vicar or policeman or sex therapist or whatever, <laughs> so should be able to help, the heavy breather will end the call in some consternation and the most acute embarrassment and you will laugh all night long. That's really good that's, advice. I don't know if that's great advice. I just I think you could spend the whole afternoon on the phone with one heavy breather pretending you can't hear them. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you think that feeds them? Well, I definitely think. <laughs> I quite like it. I, But I, I definitely feel like the heavy breather might feel like he's getting somewhere. Well, maybe. Maybe he like thinks you like it. I don't know. I, I think Anne, I think this. This feels like somebody either Anne has dealt with. Yeah, it does feel very specific and very pointed. And and maybe some, you know, the loser is the one who hangs up first. Wow. No. Is that true I think life? the loser, <laughs> is the loser is the person who is... ends up spending their whole afternoon talking to some, <laughs> some heavy breather on the other end of the phone. <laughs> I don't know. This, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not on board with this, Anne. I do think, blow a whistle, hang up the phone. It's kind of similar idea, though, isn't it? You know, just she's of... talking about like <laughs> engaging. She's not engaging, like she's like <laughs> she's investing. This is investing a lot of time. I'm sorry. I think I I don't think the loser is the person that hangs up first. I think the loser is the person that spends all afternoon talking to some bloke having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> the whistle might be best. I think the whistle's a good idea. I think the whistle's a good idea. No, no. See, my mum, when it came to dealing with sex pests, Deirdre knew what she was at. But I think I think it's really difficult now to be a, a dirty telephone caller because actually... <laughs> no, God love them. <laughs> no, no. But, <laughs> but because with caller ID, I never answer a call that I don't recognise. No, number. me neither. I let it go to voicemail and if they don't leave a voicemail... I don't think I even answer a call. What? Like, if somebody hasn't prearranged a call with me, I'm just like, oh, it's stressful. Yeah. So if I rang you randomly, would you answer it? Well, you, yeah. Okay. Because you're like, you know, inner sanctum. Okay, good. Good. But now, the other, I'd be, no. No, I know, I know. No, I know. It's arranged. weird. You send a text It's weird. First. I like, I, I like, I think we do a lot more communication by text. Yeah. Yeah. I can I prefer... ring you? Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Ring it now. One of my best friends, we always feel weird when we ring each other because we're so used to texting now. Really? Yeah, and it's not... There are friends I ring and then there's friends I... Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I mean, we have occasional calls now, but, you know, at some stage, about 10 years into our relationship, we realised we never actually rang each other. Like work? I won't take a work call. No, no, why would you? No. Email or text. Yeah, well, I suppose I speak a lot on the phone because people are usually researchers yeah researchers oh no yeah if there's something arranged I'll do yeah. it, but I wouldn't just answer no no random call. calls are very difficult I generally let the, if I don't recognise the number it goes into my voicemail if you don't bother leaving a voicemail then you've no business with me I think I turned my voicemail off did you? yeah I probably should turn where's that back on where's the fun in that? <laughs> I wonder why I don't get booked <laughs> I love it Um, thank you so much for listening I hope I would love to hear your uh, opinion. Your, lo- your thoughts on on, uh, on old school sex pests. Or even new school ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, agonyrants at gmail.com if you have a, uh, a vintage agony ant column you would like us to explore. Or if you have any stories you want to tell us yourselves or problems or anything. Yeah, you we'd know. love to hear from you. 
Absolutely. And we will chat to you uh, on Vintage Rants in two weeks' time, and we will chat to you on the main feed on Monday. Look after yourselves. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.